What's up, team? Welcome to the Frog Logic Podcast. I'm your host, David Rutt Rutherford, and today's show is going to be epic. Uh, I this one again has been rooting around in my my cranium, banging on it like a bunch of symbols in there, just like that energy but energizer bunny, just going bam, 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 bam. Saying, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. And that's why I'm back again. Hopefully, the last show I did for y'all was uh, good. You enjoyed Beyond the Storm. Uh, The hope was to recognize, get you to recognize that everybody's in the storm. And we never really truly know who is or who isn't. Right? And, and we should be more considerate of that. We should have more faith in each other. We should be able to recognize that when people are in the storm, we try and help them through. Right? And that the storms keep coming no matter what. And so as I you know, released that, man, I just had a, a great response from everybody. I uh, can't thank you enough. Uh, it's just incredible that uh, we're still in the... Uh, top 25 in philosophy and society and culture. Uh, just, man, just uh, such an honor to, to still be in there. Uh, it's because of all you guys. I just can't thank you enough. I really appreciate the incredible outpouring of support. Um, man, it's been an incredible. And before I, I get into all this, I just want to say, uh, give a big shout out to my sponsor, ReadyWise. Uh, if you and your family have not started preparing for the uncertainties of a of, uh, future that uh, by all accounts will be laden with enough fear to <laughs> uh, weight you down into the abyss of worry if you let it. Uh, but one of the ways you can uh, justify or you can remedy that fear a little bit in you is to go over to readywise.com. Uh, this is the best tasting, longest lasting freeze dried food on the market. Uh, 25 year shelf life. I've tasted almost every single product they have. It's incredible. It's way better than any MRE I've eaten. It's better than their competition that's out there. Uh, and, and it's easy to store uh, in their bucket systems that they have. And it just, it gives you that peace of mind that you got to have when times are a little cuckoo. All right. And that's where we're at. Times are freaking cuckoo. So make sure that not only are you taken care of, but your family, each kid, each member of your family has 2000 calories a day. I would recommend a three to six month uh, a storage of food uh, just to be safe. You have no idea uh, what could happen in the future here and why worry about it? Why not? Be at the ready. Uh, you can't buy any more ammo. Guns are coming hard to come by. Uh, trying to get your CCW is almost impossible right now. Um, and we're in a predicament, but you need to eat first and foremost, and you got to have water. So head on over to readywise.com. Check out all their incredible uh, freeze-dried foods they have. Um, in, in, when you're checking out, put in the promo code FROGLOGIC. And you'll get 25% off everything they have there. 
Now, when you're buying a $5,000 order for a year's worth of food, 25% off, that's a massive, massive savings. Massive. And it's worth every single dime. All right, head over to readywise.com and get your emergency food today. Um, also, if, if you're out there and you're listening to the show, you feel like uh, you'd like to sponsor us and, and help us out in terms of uh, reaching the masses, uh, please send us an email at teamfroglogic.com. Uh, if you're interested or if you're interested and you, you know somebody who you think would be great for the show or coming on the show, please also go to teamfroglogic.com. Send us a, a little note saying, hey, I know this incredible human being. Uh, they really uh, have a positive story and embody the best of the human condition because that's what the Frog Logic podcast is all about, man, is, is about uh, um, my... 30 years of exploring and researching and experiencing the human condition in the most extreme environments imaginable. And it's been my goal, my dream, uh, my passion, my purpose in life to really try and understand uh, what enables us to succeed and or fail as individuals or teams in those extreme environments. And those extreme environments, they include uh, uh, special operations. They include, uh, I, you know, I was, was SEAL Team 1. Uh, I work for the CIA. Um, I work for Blackwater. So I've been in these environments. And if you don't have your shit together, then guess what? Uh, when the savagery of life comes at you, it's going to eat you up and spit you out like this. And spit you out like the chewed fat of some gnarled piece of meat. Because that's what life does, man. And if you're not careful and you're not ready or prepared for that, then good luck to you. Uh, you know, you're... If you're not prepared for the madness of life, the trauma, the pain, because that's what life is. We walk this pathway of pain, regardless of whether you think you should or shouldn't or whether you deserve or don't deserve. It's just the facts. Life is about suffering. Life is a perpetual uh, pathway of pain. But our goal, our mission in life is to somehow find the peace in all of that is to somehow find the things that are going to make you better, to somehow find the information that's going to enable you to make good decisions that help you deal with the pain. That helps you deal with the pain. That helps you bounce back. That helps you become more resilient, uh, gritty, determined, uh, committed. All these wonderful words that we use in the face of great adversity. These are the things, the concepts, and most importantly, the ability to uh, uh, interact with our teammates, the people who love us most. How do we lift them up? How do we prepare them for battle? How do we put the armor of love around them so they can go out and get on the battlefield of life and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with that negative insurgency that's literally just just got a belt-fed machine gun of fear and hate and discontent coming at you. Just singing at you to be afraid. Just singing it at you. It's coming at you. 
at an infinite speed because it's unending. It ain't going anywhere. It ain't going to stop. Everybody seems to have this misconception that there is some utopic reality. And although America has done a pretty good job at figuring out how to create a space uh, uh, for that, now, we, we had to go through a hell of a lot of shit to get where we are now, and it seems like it's not enough. We got farther to go, apparently, uh, which is true, I guess. I mean, we always can improve and grow, but the question is, is how are we going to do it? Now, before I get into that, I just, again, want to thank you all for listening and tuning in. Thanks for all the follows on my social media. You can follow me at Team Frog Logic on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Parler I'm on now, um, YouTube, I've got a YouTube channel, just look up David Rutherford or uh, just type in Navy SEAL Motivational Speaker and I'm all over the place there, i got some great videos, some cool stuff on there, um, it's just awesome and you know as over the last five months I really came to understand that uh, in these times we, we needed to do more. As, as an organization, as, as a company, we needed to do more. We needed to give Grant more people access to what Frog Logic is. And if you don't know, if you've, I've never explained it to you, Frog Logic is a, a motivational training and performance company that's rooted in my 30 plus years of experience, not only as a Division I athlete, but as a Navy SEAL medic instructor, Blackwater instructor, CIA, as a world championship performance coach. Uh, for the Boston Red Sox. I was with them for three years. I also was a uh, uh, collegiate World Series uh, championship performance coach with the Oregon State Beavers. Last year, I worked with the uh, uh, Green Bay Packers, who won an NFC championship. I worked with the Penn State men's lacrosse team, who went to the Final Four uh, in the NCAA championship. I've worked with the Penn football team, who won two Ivy League championships when I was working with them. Um, so... You know, I understand teams. I do. I understand what it takes to endure the hardships of life, to uh, embrace the suck, if you will, and jump into it. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to figure out how to make this information more accessible to everybody. And we started off by a couple last week, we, we offered a free online talk to everybody. I hope everybody who signed up, thank you so much. Everybody who came to the talk, thank you so much. I truly hope you enjoyed Pandemic Motivation, a pathway uh, through the, find a pathway through the pain uh, where I broke down the four frog logic concepts, embracing fear, forging self-confidence, living a team life, and living with purpose. And then I categorized some very useful tools in order to help people uh, better manage uh, this uh, prolonged state of hypervigilance or what we call deployment for y'all, uh, how to help you through that. And man, I hope it helped. That was our intention was to kind of ease your suffering, to give you these little tidbits to make you better. If, if you or your organization want that talk, I'm, I'm, I'm able to give that online. I've given it about 22 times. Um, and I, it's a little bit different for our, uh, businesses and companies. I structure it to fit what your mission profile looks like, what your operational environment is right now. And that's what I do. And I fit it to where, what your needs are, uh, but deliver it through the frog logic message. So thank you all for doing that. And, and what I did is I announced drum roll, please. Brrr, the frog logic Institute. 
Man, now this has been exciting. This has been something that I've been wanting to do for years. And only now that uh, my fiance, Jana, is around that I've had the not only the time, the patience, the opportunity, but also the intellectual capacity uh, and assistance from uh, my brilliant fiance to help me create this along with, I want to thank the folks at Motive Cinema, uh, Patrick and Jesse, you guys are incredible. I want to thank AJ Jones, uh, man, you are also incredible. Maria, thank you. Uh, I want to thank Brian Colt uh, for the artwork. Uh, I want to thank Kat. Uh, for helping us. Oh, I want to thank my dad uh, for helping us with all the uh, legal aspects of it. We got just a phenomenal team out there and all those that have contributed to help refine the curriculum, all of those out there that I asked for help. And uh, I, I just want to say, hey, if you are struggling right now, if you're in a tough place, most especially dealing with your fears right now, if you're struggling, and really in a dark place or bad place, or even if you just know that your fears have been in this massive inhibitive force in your life, if you're struggling right, right now, just go check us out. Just go over and look what I have to say, right? Go, go over to froglogicinstitute.com and just see what we're offering. And this is what you'll find there. The Frog Logic Institute is an online educational company that specializes in all subjects relating to and within the human condition. Unlike typical humanities courses available within the ivory tower at colleges and universities, our team develops curriculum based on real-world environments, proven research, and tested experiential education. Our training programs are rooted in over 70 years of elite special operations and intelligence agency training and mission doctrine. All right? That's what we offer at the Institute. And the first course we're offering... Uh, is the Embrace Fear Training Program. Now, this is something that I've legitimately been researching and digging into since 2012. When the first time, I'll never forget, I had somebody, I was doing one of my first big events as a speaker after I left the agency. And I was out there and, and I got this, this question and they looked me in the face, this very successful guy in financial world. And he goes, Rut, he goes, were you ever afraid? <laughs> And, and it's, you know, I looked at him in the face and I go, what do you think? <laughs> um, you, you know, it's, it's scary business being a warrior. It's really scary. Uh, going to war, learning how to be a warrior, shooting guns, blowing things up, jumping out of airplanes, diving in foreign harbors, uh, just everything in training, but much less the reality that at any minute you could be killed on the battlefield, off the battlefield, that your brothers could be killed, that you could get your brothers killed. This is heavy stuff, man. And unfortunately, human beings have been doing this uh, for as long as we've been together, as warring with each other. And so it's through, through these ideas and through these concepts that I, I finally said, man, I, I need to develop a course that helps people learn to embrace their fear. Because anybody that you've ever heard describe anybody as fearless, that's full of shit. It does not exist. I'm here to tell you, it does not exist. And I'll get into that in a second and why and how. So what I wanted to do is say, all right, what are some of the skill sets that we use in special operations, that use intelligence, that use in policing, that use in all of these areas, athletics, to where people learn to manage and deal with their fear in a positive, sensible way, a rational way, a reasonable way, where it doesn't inhibit growth, where it doesn't stall progress, where it doesn't cause paralysis emotionally, 
And I formulated this program. This program that will literally help you embrace your fear. And by doing so, you can begin this pathway of purpose as you're on the pathway of pain, right? Where you can begin to forge your self-confidence, where you can better organize your team life mentality, and finally where you can discover what your true purpose and calling is. But you can't do any of that until you've learned to embrace your fear. Now, how do we do that? This program, which is going to start on September 14th, so you got about a week and a half to sign up. Uh, there's five missions or training modules. Mission number one or module number one is to search for the truth where I teach people to really begin digging and understand what their fear is. Uh, I then, mission number two is to accept your reality. I help people deal with the reality of fear in a, in a very collective manner to recognize that it's normal, it's a part of life. Then mission number three is I teach people to retrain their brain, to actually develop neural, new neural pathways in order to manage the presence of fear in your life. Then mission number four, to test yourself. We give people these challenging exercises to begin to test their newfound reality of fear, their newfound understanding of fear in real-time, real-world environments. And then finally, mission number five, I teach people how now to go out and to live with courage, even as fear is still present in your life. So if you're dealing with any of these things, if you're dealing with uh, fear in a way that it's stopping you, it's, 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 it's containing you, it's, it's beating you down, you have anxiety, depression, uh, unending stress, uh, you can't keep your tension, you're emotionally, your relationships suck, it all stems and is rooted in fear. I promise you that. So head over to Frog Logic Institute. Um, check it out. We've got three tiers in this training. We've got the Boat Crew tier. In the Boat Crew, you pay uh, 450 bucks. Uh, you come in and you uh, will be grouped into groups of five where you will have uh, uh, weekly access to me at the end of the week or, or sometime during the week in a Zoom call with your Boat Crew where we can discuss how you're doing, questions, what you're going through, stuff like that. Then we have the platoon level, which is at $350. Uh, then we're going to put you in groups of 25. And in those groups, you'll have access three times over the course with me to discuss what's going on, how you're doing. And then there's the team orientation, which is $250. Uh, and that gets you uh, the access through the whole thing. We'll have a Zoom call at the end to do a wrap-up debrief with everybody. And listen, we just want to let you know, we recognize that that might be some uh, high money for people that might be outside of your budget. But what we've done is we've implemented with our payment system where you can have a, de a delayed pay program. So you can pay lower monthly installments in order to get in the course right now. Uh, this is course 001 of 2020. We'll run a course uh, after this course a few weeks, I think. One more course before the end of the year. Uh, and then we'll go into next year. Uh, we're in the process. Uh, we should have the next curriculum for forging self-confidence done here in the next three to three months. Uh, we'll have the team life curriculum done in the next six months and the live with purpose in the next nine months. So there'll be an entire group. And by the, uh, so you'll have this whole process of going through all the frog logic concepts, uh, which is 22 total missions in order to get you to a place where uh, any extreme environment you might fa face in life, you're going to do just fine by using frog logic. So head over to the Frog Logic Institute, check out what's going on, sign up today. We're going to have uh, probably a big uh, Labor Day weekend sale, so go over to the, pay attention to my 
uh, social media and the websites uh, for those. Uh, we'll probably list that uh, Saturday morning. Uh, check it out. I promise you this. You've never done anything like this before in your life. You've never assessed your fear like this. Uh, when I went through it and I did it, it was um, life-changing. It was transforma transformational, to say the least, to finally have uh, a genuine, honest insight into why I'm afraid, what causes my fear, what, uh, what helps me deal with my fear, what reduces fear, what helps me manage my fear. Uh, I'm telling you, the Embrace Fear training program is exactly what you're looking for. So again, froglogicinstitute.com. Thank you. All right. Today's show. Today's show. Today's show is pretty much inspired by the growing violence in small towns and big cities across America, on random streets and random cafes, in people's homes. It's picking up. And what we are witnessing is pure savagery. Pure savagery. Right? Where the human life is being devalued or degraded or uh, just removed of all dignity because of our differences. Right? Or presumed differences. Half the time, we don't know anything about these people on either side of wherever you are and how you feel about the Blake shooting or how you feel about Rittenhouse or how you feel about the gentleman out in Portland who shot in the face or Antifa or how you feel about uh, cops or how you feel like B how you feel about BLM, man. What we're seeing is uh, just a completely uneducated but unadulterated pure savagery of violence against one another. And that savagery is moving into how we treat each other online and how we talk and speak with each other. Now, I know what you're saying automatically. You're going, rut, man. There's a total difference between the savagery of violence and, and how I hammer the shit out of my brother, sister's cousin's mother's uncle on Facebook. I guess I, I, I can deal with that. And I, I suppose we should actually define savage before we go in, Right? And the, the topical ones are wild, barbaric, brutal, vicious, merciless. Now, I've, I've seen this. I've conjured this in myself before. I've witnessed it in, in the most horrific places you can imagine. But that's what, what human beings are. That's what we were for millions of years. It's what we were for even after we came together in our small tribes for survival, it's, I mean, it's what we've always been, our savages against one another. And this was a, a term we used regularly when we were fighting against the Taliban and Al-Qaeda and ISIS because of what we watched them do and how we watched them teach children to chop the heads off infidels or we how we watched them uh, put... Uh, a suicide explosive vests on 13-year-old special needs girls and walked them into police recruiting lines and detonated them. Savagery. 
you know. And how do you supposed to face savagery? Well, uh, you know, the, the natural order of things is that you face savagery with savagery. And that's what we're starting to see. We're starting to see uh, people are getting sick of trying to discuss or talk. I don't even think they've really tried, but I mean, that's what, that's what happens with this type of thing. Savagery begets savagery. And the other crazy thing about savagery is now in slang terms, right? You know, that's, we consider it, we've lightened the impact of this term unfair or unpleasant. Oh, that was savage, man. Right? Just like we use terms loosely, like, oh, you just got raped by that. I don't even know how we do that. And I'm, 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 I've done it. I've said these things flagrantly or, or without, uh, without thinking about how I was saying it or just to make my own point to appease my own genuine sensation of, 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 of the English language and that I have, I can use slang and term. I mean, because in other contexts, savage means great, brilliant, amazing, man, that was a savage kick flick, brah. Oh dude, that's a savage drawing. Oh, savage ink, man. And so what do we do? We, we contort meanings. And I think that's what we're happening now. We, we have this, this insatiable twisting of logic that are, that's happening where we're pulling apart the facts of the human condition. We're stretching it out and we're manipulating, manipulating. I remember old Stretch Armstrong, how fun it was to pull his arms and watch him go to bed together. Well, that's what we're doing to the context of, of, of language and the sentences of, of, of meaning we're, and the ideas. We're stretching these things to fit narratives that we want them to be. And we're removing the context of what they were originally intended to be. Now, I guess to the victors, the spoils, right? Throughout history, we've constantly adjusted to certain cultural dynamics and, and certain uh, insistences uh, of, of, of those who control uh, um, books and education, those who control media and information, those are governments control, because that's what begins to happen is this twisting of logic, Right? The spinning of things to mean something other than they were intended to. You know? This conscientious adjustment to adapt to a lower model of behavior, a substandard of innate morality. Now, again, this is in big questions, right? Why do we do this? Why do we contort reality? Or perhaps. Maybe that's not what's happening at all. Maybe all of these, uh, all of uh, the people out there who've had this age of enlightenment, uh, the industrial revolution, technological advancements, uh, philosophical postmodern thinking, that somehow, somewhere, we have grown above the sad. We're above the, the the natural order of savagery within us. That we, because we can, uh, we can uh, uh, do brain transplants or lung transplants or face transplants. Uh, uh, because we created the internet and we've got all these internet warriors and all these internet researchers now. That somehow, somewhere, it's okay to begin to readjust the logic of things. 
to put in new pieces, to tack on new things. And that's part of growth. All the entire human experience or human experiment, I should call, is about growth and adjustments and, and the external pressure of, of new thoughts and ideas con, uh, uh, contorting uh, um, what many think to, seem to think as, as antiquated uh, ideas. Well, let me tell you something about antiquated ideas. For hundreds of thousands of years of natural selection, savagery was a critical component of our survival. It's instinctual. It's in us. Now, you might not want to think that if you're sitting in your home and you're on your desk and you're uh, you're doing a job that is about the betterment of humanity. You're trying to help other people. You're trying to do these things. You're trying to, you like to uh, imagine yourself of, of high moral standards. And, and But uh, all I challenge you to do is, have you ever had a savage thought? Have you ever thought of, 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 of murdering a pedophile? Have you ever thought of, of wanting another human being to die? Hell, have you ever acted out on it? I know a ton of savages who were some of the greatest operators I've ever seen in my life. These men that were pure warriors at heart and the savagery that they could bestow upon the enemy that uh, raised up against us in our way of life. Yeah, we want to believe that we're so far away from our uh, our, our primate cousins, the chimpanzees and the and gorillas and primates and all this stuff. But hell, man, do you think that those little chimps that rich each rip each other's arms off and beat them to death with it and chew each other's faces off? Do, don't we do stuff like that now? Hmm. Are we not savages ourselves? Are you not a savage? What would you do if someone came into your home? What would you do if someone raped your daughter? What would you do if 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 somebody brutally uh, beat your your mother or your grandparents? Would you not want to go savage on them? No, 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 Rut. We've evolved. We're at this nether level. We're at this nether level, and I'm here to tell you, it ain't going anywhere. It's still there, and it's still there because. Savagery is rooted in fear. The roots of savagery is in our fear. And again, there is no such thing as fearless. Unless you have some genetic mutation or abnormality where your amygdalas and your limbic system and the center part of your brain were underdeveloped or they're not, uh, they're, they're, there's something wrong with them, you are going to feel fear, period. And I continue to search. I look all the time for case studies on people that have these uh, special uh, idea, uh, you know, these special cases of people that don't feel the same things that we feel when pressed uh, against the uh, the anvil or, or beaten against the anvil of fear, where you really believe that you're in an existential reality, that your death is is imminent or looming or coming, or that you have developed some uh, peculiar phobia. I don't want to call it peculiar, but I guess they are sometimes that, that seem illogical versus the logical fears of, of your freedom being taken, your health being taken, uh, your, your rights being taken, right? You being imprisoned, being, you know, all these fears, man. But I'm telling you, it's biological. You're wired for it, plain and simple. 
The fight or flight is real, and it ain't going anywhere. And to add on to that, the fact that there is no such thing as fearless. To add on to that, you've been taught fear your whole lives. Just about every day, in some way, shape, or form, you've been taught fear. And that's part of growing up. It's part of the world we live in. Imagine if we didn't teach our children, you know, uh, don't go near strangers. Uh, don't, don't, you know, uh, don't pet a rabid dog, all right? Don't eat the yellow snow. Uh, uh, don't re- play in the street. Imagine a, uh, don't touch a burning stove or, or, you know, all these things that we just take for granted that we induce and we, we give these people, our children, and we teach in our schools, right? War is bad. And it's real. You know, these adolescent kids, all right? Relationships are are hard. Don't bully one another. God, that cracks me up too, man. As a person who's written a book on bullying, my Doc Frog Anti-Bully Brigade, you can check that out at teamfroglogic.com. I got a book on bullying, another kid's book on physical training, and my self-confidence book, if you want to check those out. But, you know, we teach kids about bullying but yet you look at all these kids that started this anti-bully program. They're all out on the streets bullying people. They're bullying. They're shaming people because they don't have a similar belief system, right? It just, it cracks me up. The irony in and of it is, is staggered. It's palpable. And these young adults, what are they, what are they being taught now, right? If I don't look a certain way, nobody will like me. If I don't get my dopamine injection, like, yeah, right there, my little fix of dopamine in my little brain right there next to uh, that fear will, will be triggered and nobody likes me and I got no hearts and I got no this. Man, that's crazy. What are we teaching these young adults what to be afraid of? Not to be afraid of their freedoms being reduced or or their uh, inability to to uh, uh, find good jobs or uh, whatever, but now we're teaching them to fear not being liked or uh, that somehow, somewhere, there's a utopic society waiting for them. And, and, and God bless you. If you know of one and you have it, please send me a note and let me know where it is. I won't tell anybody, but I'd love to go out and, and set up and interview some people and see how they did it. I'd love to find it. But you know that's all a load of shit, right? Why? Because we're savages. <laughs> we're savages. And that's what we do. Because we become adults. And we start to covet. We start to desire. We start to want what other people have. And if we have, don't have what they have, we got to get angry at them. Because maybe we're not willing to work for it or we believe the system is rigged in some capacity against us. Well, here's the deal. Systems are rigged, pure and simple. But there's enough opportunity for you to work on the fringe or to be, uh, to be a, a guerrilla warrior against the system, to uh, uh, work harder than the system, to figure out a way to beat the system by educating yourself, by enhancing your intellectual abilities, by preparing yourself for the fight of life. You know, and if you're lucky enough and you decide, you, you become a parent. Oh, and what happens to our fears then? I'll tell you what happens to our fears. It's like a neutron bomb of fear goes off in your friggin' head. Oh my God, 
They're going to drown in the bathtub. Oh my God. They're going to eat something and choke to death. Oh my God. They're going to get some kind of disease. And, and, and that's all legitimate fear. Trust me. Oh my God. I'm not loving them enough. Oh my God. I'm not teaching them enough. Oh my God. They're go they have an issue. They're struggling. They have mental health challenges. And right now I'm here to tell you there are millions of children in this country with mental health issues right now. You should be afraid of that. I'm afraid of it. It's one of the biggest fears I have right now is that my children with everything that's going on that they're being scarred with this. Is it going to prepare them, hopefully, for life? I hope so. Hopefully, John and I are doing a good job at preparing them for that type of mentality to recognize that this is all normal. This fear is a part of it. This is what happens. But man, you should be afraid of the mental health issue our children are facing right now. It's going to have horrific ramifications to our society in the future. What about in your business? Are you afraid there? Yeah. Hell yeah. Maybe you're out of work. You don't know when you're next getting your paycheck. You don't know if the government's going to unfuck itself and start giving people some help they need. Excuse my language. I apologize, but I'm pretty fired up on that one. You shut us down. You destroy our businesses. And you give us a drop in the bucket. I'm blessed. Very blessed. I've been able to Scrape through and get by. Got the PPP loan. Thank God. Thank you, government, for that. It saved us. Helped me pay my bills. But I've also been able to come back strong. Reinvented the business. Been able to give a bunch of talks online now. Improve content. Work on the Frog Logic Institute to deliver content that'll help you with your fear. About crime. You should be afraid of crime, that's for sure, because it's skyrocketing everywhere. Everywhere. Over here, over there, over here, over there. And in a time and a moment where fear is wreaking havoc on the psyche of our nation and our society, the one thing you figured we would want would be to better fund police, to give them the training they need to get out there and do the job better. That's what everybody should want right now. Because when everybody's afraid and, and, and you, start, you start feeling that fear that someone's coming for you, that someone wants to kill you, that someone wants to take what's yours, that someone wants to change your way of life, that someone wants to take everything that you've been working for, guess what you're going to become? A savage. You're going to be pushed into that corner. You're going to be tested. You're going to be forced to act in a way that we've been acting for hundreds of thousands of years. And that's why war is so prevalent. Again, I just keep going back to this. I've, I've been just enamored with this book I'm reading right now called Maps of Meaning by Jordan Peterson. Thank you, Mr. Peter, Dr. Peterson, for writing that. It's an amazing book. It's so powerful. And the way you break this down is, is unbelievable. Because we all want to believe that society is, is, is fixed and civilization has now been built upon 
the foundation of morality that is set. We've got these very distinct things that can can uh, handle the pressure of our current climate. But the foundation is cracking, y'all. And it's cracking because of our fear. And our fears are being provoked. We're being force-fed fear on a daily basis. You're being force-fed fear on a daily basis. Now you might be saying, Rut, you're doing that right now. The hypocrisy knows no bounds, I say. Well, guess what? It's true, man. Look at the news. Any news site. I, 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 every morning I wake up, I have my cup of coffee, I go through eight, nine, nine different news sources. I read the headlines. I read, get, jump into the articles. And it's fear, fear, fear. The end is coming. The end is near. If this guy wins, this will happen. If this guy wins, this will happen. If these people continue, this will continue. If this doesn't change, everything's going to change. There's this wrong and that wrong, and everybody's all jacked up. Fear, 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 fear. Is your pulse rate up yet? Are you worried enough to make a decision that's not well thought out? Are you worried enough to have a, a gut reaction, a knee-jerk reaction to, to fix something that is possibly not even broken because you're so fucking afraid of everything? You're willing to subject yourself to the savagery of the human condition. In the social media, People are putting out stuff on social media with reckless abandon, including our foreign adversaries, the Chinese, the Russians, Iranians, Venezuelans, people from within, Marxists, socialists, communists, anti-government people are flooding social media. So if you are literally getting your news from a social media site that's been reposted 25 times in four which ways from Sunday, why? And why are you regurgitating that on to somebody else that you know has a different opinion in order to change their opinion or belief by force feeding that put by invoking fear in them to be afraid of you? Otherwise, you're going to you're going to be the, the the Internet commando and you're going to riddle them with 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 negative posts. Ba, 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 ba. Ha, 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 take that put you in fear and you will back down and you will capitulate to my Thoughts and ideas. That's the way we work. It's what they're trying to do in politics right now, right now. I mean, the load of bullshit that we're being fed is unconscionable. It's unconscionable. They don't care about us. Doesn't seem like they do. Care about power and the retention of power. Care about the financial control of the markets, financial control of us, the control of our educational system, the control of what we're being fed by these conglomerates, by these monopolies who control the feed of information. Oh, we don't like what that says. We're going to push that over here. Oh, we don't like what that says. Push that over here. Y'all ought to go over to my friend J.P. Sears' site and check out. He just did a video on how to get uh, censored on YouTube. Hilarious and true. Every single day, censorship. You know what? You think, you think you've seen fear yet? 
Wait till you take away free speech altogether or you start condemning it. Much less take away the freedom to own a gun. We're going to abolish the Second Amendment. Fuck it. Let's just get rid of the electoral process. Let's say, you know what? Let's just scrap the Constitution and start from new. You know what happens when that happens? Pure, unadulterated, ancient, biblical savagery. None of this stuff is going to matter at that point. And what you need to understand is the, the manipulation of your fear is also the manipulation of your morality. They're driving us to become more savage. They're pushing us and pushing us. Some beautiful memes in my world that I hang, hang out with. And, and if you want to find the greatest memes out there, head over to Chris Osmond's site, Rugged uh, Online, at Rugged. And it's, it's R-H, I think, R-H-U-G-E-D or something rugged. Awesome, awesome, but passing the bus memes. And there's been one that comes around and it's like a picture of Antifa and all their, you know, all decked out with their little whatever they got. And then below them, there's like, uh, you know, two former special operations dudes with beard all kitted out and there's suppressed M4s. And it says, it says, it's funny. We should be afraid of them being mad or we should be afraid of them being mad, but wait until these guys get mad. And unless you've been to war or unless you grew up in a space where where the value of human life was non-existent. You don't understand savagery. You have no clue what savagery is. And as you intimidate other people and the social justice you seek, or this presumption of social justice, your manipulated idea of social justice, whichever side you're on, you don't have a clue what savagery is. Have you read, read anything about World War II? about the concentration camps, what they did to Jews, gypsies, people that didn't fit what they want, people they were afraid of. Do you know? Have you seen the photographs of the six million human beings that were exterminated? That's savagery. How about the gulags? Post-World War II Russia, Stalin. 30 to 50 million people, maybe. 20 to 40. How can you ever even know? Well, you can go out and read about it. There are accounts. There are historical books about the gulags. Have you read those? How about Mao Zedong? The Communist Revolution in China. 60, 70, 80 million human beings were annihilated, purged. That's savagery. Is that what you want? Should we purge? Should we start purging each other? Should we just have gunfights in the streets? Should we get rid of all laws and see who's left standing? Is that what you want? Kumo Rouge, Rwanda, on and on and on. Oh, and by the way, that was just the 20th century. That was just the 20th century. And all you knuck-knucks out there who haven't seen the harsh realities of savagery play out in your face and you're starting to 
to see what's going on now and you're condoning this type of immoral behavior in the streets and in uh, on the internet and in our political infrastructure, you think this is acceptable? Yeah, man, get fired up. Let that fear fire you up. Start banging your fists. Start screaming at people online and your tweets, your savage tweets. How about unit 731? How about unit 731? I'm going to read you a little something about unit 731. Most of us heard about the horrible experiments on humans of Nazis done by doctor, uh, by all the doctors. But the Nazis weren't alone in conducting cruel experiments on uh, humans. One of the lesser-known atrocities of the 20th century was committed by the Imperial Japanese Army, Unit 731. Some of the details of this unit activities are still yet uncovered. This webpage is set up to collect. All right. For 40 years, the horrific activities of Unit 731 remained in one of the most closely guarded secrets of World War II. It was not until 1984 that Japan acknowledged what it had long denied. Vile experiments on humans conducted by the unit in the preparation of germ warfare. Deliberately infected with plague, anthrax, cholera, and other pathogens, an estimated 3,000 of enemy soldiers and civilians were used as guinea pigs. Some of the more horrific experiments included uh, vivisection without anesthesia and pressure chambers to see how much a human could take before their eyes popped out of their head. Unit 731 was set up uh, in 1938 in Japanese-occupied China with the aim of developing biological weapons. It also operated a secret research and experimental school in Shijajokulu, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that, in central Tokyo. Its head was Lieutenant Shiro Ishii. The unit was supported by Japanese universities and medical schools, which supplied doctors and research staff. The picture now emerging of activities are horrifying. Go look it up. Unit 731. You want to see what we're capable of? What all people are capable of? It's not just a war that causes that. It's all kinds of things. Go check them out. Unit 731. That's savagery. Let me ask you this right now. Let me ask you. Are you afraid of getting killed? Check. Are you afraid of being financially destroyed? Check. Are you afraid of other people's opinion opinions? Mm, maybe if they care about me or if I think they know me. Are you afraid to actually listen? What, what, do, you, what do you mean by that, Rut? Listen, there are definitely things we need to be afraid of in this life. And the biggest thing we need to be afraid is that the societal obligations of morality are being challenged. That's what we should be afraid of. Because it's not guaranteed. Your freedom is not guaranteed. Your safety is not guaranteed. Your ability to feed your family is not guaranteed. Your education is not guaranteed. Your ability to live in the greatest country in the world is not guaranteed. Well, how does this whole thing stay together? 
How do we figure this out? Well, the number one thing is, is we're given the space to think for ourselves. Right? To really step back and not be inundated with a particular ideology or dogma that force is forced upon you. And anytime someone is forcing you to think a specific way, that's wrong. So think about your life. You should be afraid right now if people are forcing you to think a specific way. And if people are condemning you because you're not thinking like them, you should be very afraid of that. If you cannot go look at yourself in the mirror and say, this is my own unique thought and it's based on this. I have pulled in this information. I've lived this experience. I've done this. I've seen this. So this is what I believe to be true. But if someone is saying, no, 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 that's not true. This is true. And if you don't think like this, we're going to attack you in some kind of way. That's not okay. It's also when we're given the options to discover truth. Right To really be able to seek out and find the facts of life that are uh, meaningful, that are legitimate, that are that we can that we can uh, uh, define and, and understand that that this is a cup. <laughs> right? That, that this is what it is. right? That, that the information that I'm reading right now was written uh, in a way, uh, that's logical, that is, is objective, that is uh, a rooted and well thought out research and evaluation, that it's not strictly a, a person's opinion based on their particular narrative. Because there's a lot of that going on right now. And then when people begin to, to, to manipulate or control the truth, if you will, what we're consuming, what, we, what we're bringing, you should be afraid of that. When we're inspired by something bigger than ourselves, our faith, God, our family, the country, the Constitution, when we're inspired by something bigger than ourselves, it lifts us up out of that abyss of fear, out of that chasm of, of darkness and fear, man. It lifts us up because now we're on a pathway moving forward. We're seeking out the truth and the truth will set you free. I promise there's no doubt. The challenge is what is the truth nowadays? We don't know. And that's causing major fear in so many opportunities. But I'm here to tell you, listen, our God, my God, your God, whatever, has given you the rights, the inalienable rights of the opportunity and the greatest possibility of living relatively free lives that you've ever known in this country. No other place in history has afforded you that opportunity with this much advantage. Now, you know, granted, I get it, man. We, we've messed up. We've been savages. But show me a civilization that hasn't been. Show me a society that hasn't been savages at some time. Point it out to me. Write in. Let me know. Give me a whole explanation. I'll read it on the next show. 
this civilization during this particular time, there was no savagery involved whatsoever. Check Roger. All right, how do we model that? Is it possible? Can you take 340 million people of completely different backgrounds and ideas and different regions and subcultures and cultures and legacy and lineage and, and genetics and all these things and smash them together in these really places and expect there to be this, this harmonious utopic, utopic mandate? That ain't going to fucking happen. But there is a way we can live together, right? Listen, we will always pay a debt for our history, no matter what. That's what history is. You, you look back and you, you check behind over your shoulder and you say, wow, we messed that up. But you look over your other shoulder and it's that simple. You can, you, can, you can be rooted in the negative and live in perpetual fear all you want. Or you can look over the other shoulder and you can say, my God, there's been some amazing things in the human experience. Some incredible things that have moved us forward. Even the negative aspects of our existence have moved us forward in many positive ways. Look at where we are. Now, if you don't believe that, that negative insurgency has got its hooks in you, deep in your heart, in your head, your spirit. And it's just, just molding that fear to fit inside you. Luring you into that battle, that insurgency in your mind to be afraid, to be afraid of each other, to be afraid of yourself, to provoke the savage that's in you. That's what the negative insurgency does day in and day out. It is provoking. It is peeling off your, your defense mechanisms. It's tearing down your faith. It's tearing down your belief in the Constitution. It's tearing down your belief in equality. It's tearing down your belief in the political system. It's tearing down your belief that we can live together in some type of harmony should we have law and order and morality present in our civilization. It's tearing all that shit down. So thank God Almighty, right? We can finally go back and we can be the savages we've always been. Good luck with that. Because what's your training look like? Don't believe me? Go look at the cartels down in Mexico. Hanging body parts around people's houses. Where the mayor of Cancun had... Seven, seven heads or something like that stuck on his doorstep. Seven severed heads on his doorstep as a warning. That's savagery. Oh, that'll never happen in America. Think again. Now, how do we prevent this? That's the, that's the key, right? How do we prevent this? I'll tell you how. It's time to begin to start thinking critically. It's time we put the savage impulses away and we start using our brains that God has given us. We are not... We are not in a position where we need to be savage to one another anymore. We have put into place these checks and balances in our society in America to reduce the savagery. 
because of our geostrategic positioning, our defense mechanisms, where we're located, and just the, the general concept of what America represents, we've been able to resist this for a little over 100 years, more than 100 years, since 1860 when we were savagery against one another. Now, one of the things you got to understand is, you know, what is critical thinking? Right? Now, this is from the criticalthinking.org website, critical thinking as defined by the National Council for Excellence in Critical Thinking in 1987. Critical thinking is the intellectually disciplined process of actively and skillfully conceptualizing, applying, analyzing, synthesizing, and or evaluating information gathered from or generated by observation, experience, reflection, reasoning, or communication as a guide to belief and action. In its exemplary form, it is based on universal intellectual values that transcend subject matter divisions, clarity, accuracy, precision, consistency, relevance, sound evidence, good reasons, depth, breadth, and fairness. Think about your fear. It entails the examination of those structures or elements of thought implicit in all reasoning, purpose, problem, or question at issue, assumptions, concepts, empirical grounding, reasoning, leaning to conclusions, implications and consequences, objections from alternative viewpoints, and frame of reference, critical thinking and being responsive to variable subject matter, issues, and purposes is incorporated in a family of interwoven models of thinking, among them scientific thinking, mathematical thinking, historical thinking, uh, anthropological thinking, economic thinking, moral thinking, and philosophical thinking. Critical thinking can be seen as having two components. One, a set of information and belief generating and processing skills. And two, the habit based on intellectual commitment of using those skills to guide behavior. It is thus to be contrasted with, one, the mere acquisition and retention of information alone because it involves a particular way of which information is sought and treated. Two, the mere possession of a set of skills because it involves the continual use of them. And three, the mere use of those skills as an exercise in quotations without acceptance of their results. Critical thinking varies according to the motivation underlying it. Fear. When grounded in selfish motives, it is often manifested in the skillful manipulation of ideas in service of one's own or one's group's vested interest. Fear. As such, it is typically intellectually flawed. However pragmatically successful it might be, when grounded in fair-mindedness and intellectual integrity, it is typically of higher order intellectually though subject to the change of idealism by those habituated to its selfish use. Fear. Critical thinking of any kind is never universal in any individual. Everyone is subject to episodes of undisciplined or irrational thought. 
Its quality is therefore typically a matter of degree and dependent on, among other things, the quality and depth of experience in a given domain of thinking or with respect to a particular class of questions. No one is a critical thinker through and through, but only to such and such a degree. And with such and such insights and blind spots, subject to such and such tendencies towards self-delusion, fear, for this reason, the development of critical thinking skills and dispositions is a lifelong endeavor. Generational endeavor. Historical endeavor. A species endeavor. Let me ask you this. Are you ready to stop using your emotional drivers as the guide to your cognition, the guide to the way you think? Now, granted, any psychologist will tell you almost every single decision we made is rooted in the emotional realities of our own perceptions. Right? We, we act in our emotion. We do things because of emotion. We, we think emotionally. That's what we are. We're emotional creatures. It's the beauty of the human experience. We, we can love. We can have empathy. We can tolerate. We can listen. We can, we can re, instead of reacting, we listen. Instead of anger, we have tolerance. Instead of passion, we use compassion. Empathy instead of apathy. These are all what we possess too as well as the savagery of fear. We're all twisted from the length of time we've been exposed all been twisted from the length of time we've been exposed to out of our new existential reality we're we're twisted we're losing our perception of that critical thinking capability that requirement we're being manipulated and cajoled by that negative insurgency the social revolution, the political thunderstorm, firestorm. Do you want to be twisted like that? I don't. So it's time to start to begin to think critically, to evaluate your true fears. What are they? Where they come from? How are they stoked? How you deal with them? Time to evaluate your attitude. Are you perpetually negative? Do you give people a chance? Are you rooted in that sensation that everybody else is an idiot? Can't change minds. Imagine if that was the truth. Imagine if we were all so rooted in our own ideas that nobody's mind could be changed. Nobody's attitude could be changed. Nobody could actually think critically. Savagery. Pure and simple. All of this stuff, all of these books, all of these things that you try and read, all of the computer, all of the stuff that we, all the education you seek, all the morality we teach our children, let's just wipe it off the table. Let's just be savages. Let's learn to shoot, use explosives to hunt one another, to kill each other, to dominate each other. To live in a perpetual state of survival and fear like we used to. 
Last century. Just last century. It's time you need to evaluate your desire. Do you want to be a savage or do you want to be a critical thinker? Does the country need more savages or more thinkers? Does your family need more savagery or more thinking? Just do yourself a favor for a second. Just go look up, look up something and do research on it for a year. Ah, that's too much. Do research on it for a month if you can. Dive into it. Really evaluate it. First, go to see what the definition of critical thinking is, how you do that, scientific theory, all these other ideas, philosophical problem solving, stress inoculation, all these ideas that have been put into place by some really brilliant critical thinkers. Because there's a savage in each and every one of us. And the more we stoke the flames of fear, the more we empower the negative insurgency, the faster the savage inside you is going to come out. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate all of you. I, uh, I love doing this show. I hope you don't get sick of my voice. <laughs> I always laugh. You know. But I'm just trying to help, man. Just like I'm trying to help. You understand a different way of thinking. To think a little bit more critically. To put you on this pathway of purpose. To make you a better, more evolved person. Because we got to live together. If you want some help, head on over to the Frog Logic Institute. Check out the Embrace Fear training program. First program, 001-220-2020. Starts on September 14th. Get over there now. Three different stages. Uh, you'll be getting these beautiful uh, Frog Logic Institute journals where you'll be doing most of your entry in. And I promise you after the five-week course going through all the different uh modules, the different missions, uh, this will represent one of the greatest pieces of equipment, greatest tools, uh, greatest forms of critical thinking you've ever done in your life. And it will be a reference point for you from here until you're pushing up daisies. And now more than ever, if you're struggling and you need to do this, please come on over to Frog Logic Institute, check us out. We've got uh, delayed payment programs put in place, uh, so it won't be too hard on you, but that's uh, froglogicinstitute.com. Go on and sign up uh, for the Embrace Fear Tro training program today. I really appreciate that. I want to thank Jana and all the team for helping me do this, this shift to, to bring the Institute out, to bring the program out. I can't thank you enough. I want to thank Jana just for helping me uh, control the savage in me, for helping me become a greater thinker, a more empathetic human being. I want to thank uh, my family, my children. God bless you, girls. Thank you so much every day. All my family and my friends, thank you so much. 
for the constant contact, the assistance, the support, the clarity in your thinking, the calmness, the listening, for not being savages. To all my savage buddies, man, I'm praying for you. Oh, there, I've noticed lately there's been a, another massive string of suicides. So if you're struggling, if you're out there in a tough spot and you're really not doing well, uh, please, please uh, reach out to someone somewhere. Me, if you want, suicide hotline, call somebody you know, a teammate, somebody you worked with. But please, if fear is condemning you and that savage mind is getting you to, to, to start to think about ending it, Suicide is real. I'm going to do another suicide show here coming up here soon. Please reach out. We need you in this world. And I want to thank God. And I want to thank Christ. Because Christ is really the the key for me which helped quell my savage mind. I mean, he really only asked us two things of us, right? To love God above all others. And then to love your neighbor. Because there is no savagery of fear when you allow yourself to love thy neighbor. Thank you all. God bless you.